Hey girl, welcome to the Get Your Guide Coaching Podcast. My name is Anwar White, but you can just call me your own personal dating and relationship coach. Each week, you'll hear actionable advice, tips, and strategies that you can implement in your own love life. I'm talking about healing your heart, dating effectively, and understanding men so that you can, you guessed it, get your guide. Are you ready to level up your love life? All right, let's go. Hello, my loves, and thank you so much for joining me today. I have a very special guest, Miss Dina Lewis. Thank you so much for joining me. And I just want to let you know, Dina is a client of mine who has rocked out the program. And I thought it was going to be so important to hear from someone who did the work in all different aspects of what the work really looked like, so that you could also get a sense of what is necessary for you to actually make the transformation that is necessary. So Dina, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy that you're here, girl. I'm so excited. So why don't you kind of just introduce yourself to everyone out there, let them know kind of what you're all about and what your story is. Thank you again for having me. I'm just as excited to be here with you today. Um, My name is Dina, like Anwar said before, I'm an actress currently based out of Miami, Florida, but looking to relocate soon to Los Angeles. Um, Yeah. Before you were teaching, right? You were, so she was located in New York and you were teaching. And one of the reasons why I'm bringing this up is because oftentimes what I find is that people that are in nurturing careers or professions, that actually translates into how they show up in their relationships, right? Where they are super nurturing to their partners or or potential partners. And sometimes that can screw you over. Definitely. Because in that profession, you're kind of ingrained. I taught for the past seven years, um, middle and high school ages, English and theater performing arts, and especially in those subject areas too. So it's like you're getting hit with a double whammy. You're taught that you put yourself last and you put your students first. You put the feelings and emotions of your students first which don't get me wrong, I think putting students' emotions and their well-being at the forefront of your classroom is important and that makes you a great teacher. But you do have to have healthy boundaries because at the end of the day, sis, you got to take care of you too. If you're not well, if you're not healthy, your students and people in your life are also not going to be filled from you. Like they're not getting served from you. Yeah, definitely. So how old are you? 31. So why don't we talk a little bit about what your love life looked like before you joined the program? What did it look like, girl? It was a hot mess. Just jumping in and out of situationships, uh, letting men kind of define the what are we. I was always in the gray area, never got a definitive answer. So for any listeners out there that think that that shit works, uh, what are we? It doesn't. Um, please take it from me. You don't need to keep going in and out of one to finally wait for that answer. Cause you ain't never going to get it. Yeah. Uh, like that, that song, you ain't never going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, Invoke. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a hot mess. And honestly, it was also stemming from this place of insecurities within myself, not feeling like I was worthy enough 
to be in a healthy and committed relationship. So my threshold was these situationships. I thought that I could thrive in these gray areas because that was all that I deserved, that I could acquire. I didn't think that I was a high value woman, even though I was portraying myself as one on stage and in the classroom. But internally, I wasn't. Talk to me about that a little bit, because I feel like that's actually very relevant for so many women out there, that you're putting on this brave face, right? That you are putting on this almost facade in a way, but in reality, it's something different. Why do you think that you had this, maybe I don't want to say internal battle, but like such different feelings internally versus externally? For one, you know, it came from my childhood So for those of you listening, I grew up in a single parent household and I grew up with a twin brother and my twin brother, he had most of the attention because he wasn't a high performing student where I grew up and how I grew up. If you were a high performing student, you were on honor roll, you got all A's like I did. Oh, we don't need to pay attention to Dina. She's got it. So I think that's where my journey began with, okay, now I need to find other ways to perform and get attention on the outside. Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense. One of the things that I think is also important because you're not the only person that actually has that story, right? So many of the clients that I talked to were amazing in school. And that meant to your point, "Mm, she's good. We don't need to deal with her. But what actually happens is that becomes emotional neglect, right? And there are consequences to that neglect that, you know, it's hard to actually understand when you're just living your life every day. And it starts to translate itself or manifest in what you just said, right? Whereas you're feeling one way internally and then another way externally. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about like, before we were working together, how often you were dating and just about like a past relationship that was happening. I know that when we first started working together that those six months previous were a little bit crazy. (laughs) Yeah, so before you and I started working together, I was pretty much, and I remember I think messaging you and telling you this when you first asked me like, how's your dating life going? I was like, oh, you know, I just go with the flow. I'm very laissez-faire. Mm-hmm. If a cute guy comes up to me at a wedding and he hollers, I'm a holler back. Right. You know, like just not being intentional with the men that I'm choosing. I thought I was the one being chosen. And so I took a very passive approach in my dating that didn't serve who I'm becoming. It only served that little scared, vulnerable girl who thought this is what's best for me because it came to me. So now I got to hold on tight. And those six months prior to working with you, I found myself being in more and more relationships with men who just disregarded, you know, my boundaries, who didn't value me as a woman, as a queen that I am. Yes, tell them. uh, And I didn't know how to tell them right? Like that's part of the work that you and I did. I didn't know how to speak up or I did, but I was afraid. There was a part of me that was holding back because if I speak up, he's going to leave. And if he leaves, then I'm left alone. I'm left with nothing. Yeah. And why was it so scary for him to leave for you? My dad left. Yeah. 
So this is little Dina. This is the inner child in me trying to protect grown Dina. No, no, no. Don't say anything. We need to make him stay. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys are hearing her. She has so much clarity about who she is and what she comes from and what the connections are um, that I could ask her anything and she knows the answer. It's not like we have practiced this back and forth or anything. It's because we've done the work, right? That we have true clarity on why she does what she does, right? And why she felt the way that she felt and why she did the things that she did and why she thought the way that she thought, right? And that clarity is priceless to be able to understand and know those things. Because if you can know about your past, you can be very clear about your present and super clear about your future. So I just wanted to step back and acknowledge how clear you are about why you've done the things that you've done and realize that For the listeners out there, if you do not have that clarity, right, and you can't immediately say why you do the things that you do or why you did the things that you did, there's probably some work to be done. Okay, so Dina, you talked a little bit about your family relationship and you just spilled some tea about your father leaving when you were younger. How do you think that that affected you, right? I'm asking because I think that there are so many specifically like Black kids who grew up in single parent households and it really affected them. So I want to hear, I guess, your personal kind of story about how that affected you. Yeah. So with my father leaving, I then witnessed my mom step into ultimate provider. Uh, She was someone who had multiple jobs to make ends meet. And I internalized watching her do everything, right? Not only working, but she's cutting the yard. She's taking the trash out. She's doing all of these like gender roles that my father provided while he was still married to her and living in the house. And so I internalized that as, oh, I can do all of these things without a man. I don't need a man. I don't need love. Yeah. And that false narrative made me harden to the idea of, being in a healthy and committed relationship. And also, let's be honest, not believing that I can be in one because of Mm. what I witnessed. There's no such thing as healthy black love. Yeah, I didn't see it growing up. So why does it exist? At least not for me. Right. And also seeing your mom not date afterward. Right. I think also gave you this narrative that it's okay if I'm alone. Right. Like, I'm okay. I can Mm -hmm. just continue to give to other people and that's going to fulfill me. When in reality, as humans, we need love. We need romantic relationships. Those things are super important. So when did you know that you needed help with your love life? I knew in my last relationship, I kind of hit rock bottom with this person. Um, Say more, girl. Say more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all going (laughs) to... get the full the full story um we were not exclusive yet he was getting all the benefits Mm. and I remember one night in particular I had to drive home after visiting his place and I never gotten a call or a text asking did I make it home okay because I left pretty early like three o'clock in the morning to like make it back home yeah And I remember feeling so hurt by it because I said, at least I know at this low point in my life, I deserve more. I deserve for someone that I'm in a relationship with to care for me on a human level. Yeah. 
Definitely. And that's when I realized like, wait, girl, you've been doing this, right? You've been with men who have not cared for you on a human level and you need help because you have a pattern Mm -hmm. and you obviously aren't happy with this pattern. You don't want to end up in this pattern forever. So that's when I said, I need help. Like this is something internally that I'm, something's not connecting. Like I'm saying these things, but I'm not doing them. Definitely. So I think we got connected on Instagram and we were chatting via DM. And so talk to me a little bit about the decision to actually get on the phone and have a consultation with me, because here's the thing. There's so many people out there that are having challenges, issues with dating or relationships, right? It's another thing to say, I'm going to talk to a rando about Mm -hmm. all of this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. What, what was your decision-making process to do that? Honestly, so I did have like a life love coach before you. Uh She was a white woman and she was in the UK. Her and I connected, but there was a part of me that never felt quite comfortable with her Mm -hmm. because our difference in race and ethnicity. And that was important for me, especially if I'm like going through this life changing transformative process. I wanted to work with a coach who understood me not only as a woman, but as a black woman. Mm -hmm. And that's what made me want to give you a call because of our shared identity. And as soon as I got on the phone with you, you made me feel like I was talking to a cousin. I felt completely (laughs) comfortable to just be like, I need help. I don't know why I keep doing this. And you just affirmed me and you made me feel so seen, so heard and affirms like, yeah, girl, we're going to get you out of there. It was like, all right, cool, let's go. Yeah. And, you know, I told the lady in the UK, toodles, toodaloo. And uh, <laughs> just FYI, this is the first I've heard of this. So that's funny, girl. You, girl, I know, I never, girl, that. you broke off your relationship <laughs> to get with me, girl. I feel so honored. I did. I did. You the real deal. Okay? Girl, I tried, girl. I tried. I did it all. I was breaking up happy homes, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so funny. So talk to me, like when you were getting on this call, were you nervous? How were you feeling beforehand? I was nervous, but more so relief. Relief that the lowest point of my life, I still loved myself enough to get the help, the right help. Again, some other people can feel comfortable with getting coaching from people that don't identify within their race, their sexual orientation, their gender. But for me, myself, I knew that that was important for me. And so to get on the call with you, like I said, was a relief because it's like, this is what I need. This is what I wanted. The universe answered my prayers through my Instagram DM. I'm showing up and I'm ready. I'm ready to work. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you remember that consultation? It's been a while. If so, what do you remember about it? So what's funny is I'm sitting in the very spot that I talked to you on the phone. Yeah, Yeah, that I am now. And I remember the first question you asked me was, girl, I'm trying to locate where you are. Are you in New York? Are you in Miami? I don't really know. Because FYI, y'all, I told him in my DM 
So I live in New York, but right now I've been in Miami for two weeks because of the pandemic, but I really hate my job. So I'm going to be moving back home soon. I just don't know what job I'm going to get. So that's why Anwar was like, girl, we need to figure this out. Like what's going on? (laughs) Where you at? (laughs) Exactly, girl. Exactly. That's so funny. Was there anything else in the consultation that you remembered or maybe any sort of realizations that you got during that call or how you were Mm -hmm. feeling during it? I know you said that you had felt comfortable. Yeah. I remember you asking me generally, like, what do you do for fun? Um, What does your weekends look like? And I was like, you know, my little New York lifestyle, I'm at the bar every weekend. I'm with friends. We're going to different clubs, different parties. And I remember you saying, well, men who want to get married, they're not going to be at the bars. They're going to be at Home Depot. They're going to be at Lowe's. <laughs> yes, girl. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. You're not. You're They're not. literally trying to get the homes that they purchased mm-hmm. and are creating a home together. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was like a reality check for me because number one, no one's ever told me that just straight out like that. And I realized, oh, this man is about to change my whole perspective on life. And number two, when you said, um, this is when I was just getting out of my situationship. And I was like, he hasn't called me yet. For all he knows, I still could have been in an accident somewhere. And you were like, girl, your husband is going to call and check on you every single day. Mm -hmm. And I remember that because that was foreign to me as well. And I remember thinking, that's not true. (laughs) I haven't met a man who checks on me every single day. Like they don't exist. This is a unicorn. But if they do exist, sign me up because I just want to see. I'm just nosy. I want to know. And just FYI, you are currently talking to someone that is checking in with you every day. Yes, he is. It does exist. It does exist. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And that is my new threshold. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's so funny. So we've done the consultation. You say, yes, Mm -hmm. I'm in, sign me up. I'm ready Mm -hmm. to do this. Mm -hmm. And then we start the program, right? Talk to me Mm -hmm. about that Mm -hmm. for you and kind of the beginning of it, because obviously you were coming at love and relationship in in one way. And I was coming at it at probably a completely (laughs) different way. So talk to me about that initial reframe or different perspective that you had to kind of grapple with. So I'm a Pisces, y'all. I'm very emotional, deeply (laughs) rooted, swimming up in them, those feelings. Yes, girl. And uh, so that's how I approached it, right? I was like sold and in love from the first phone conversation. And you approached it as, no, right now we're just collecting data. We make decisions based off of actions. Oh, no, Anwar. But he said, I had the most gorgeous smile. Okay, note it. And you're going to keep talking to other guys and you're going to keep observing. And when the guy didn't call, right, or this guy didn't text me, Anwar, I'm so upset. I really thought he was going to. Girl, he doesn't owe you anything. Huh? (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't owe you anything. He's just someone that you're talking to. And that freed me because it brought balance back to my dating life. I wasn't being controlled by my emotions. Now I'm the one controlling the emotions and also the pace of the relationships, right? So if a guy isn't texting me back consistently, I have the choice now to say, best of luck. 
I've decided to move on. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about working together, right? We talked about kind of the initial shock and there's generally an initial shock because I have a very particular way about dating and all of that. So what would you say were your struggles kind of right before working with me and not just about love, but also, I guess, just in life, right? Because I feel like, you know, the program is dating, relationship, love coaching, but how we do one thing is how we do everything, right? And that translates into all parts of your life. So let's step back a little bit and let's talk a little bit about how the Get Your Guy Coaching program was helping you in other parts of your life as well. Before you and I met, I didn't realize that I had no boundaries. So this meant anything that, you know, was being asked of me from friends or family, I was saying yes to not checking in with myself, not listening to my body, my instincts when things felt off, they felt uncomfortable, didn't speak up about them, didn't really demand respect that I deserve from my loved ones and family. And when I started working with you, that came up. You girl, we need some boundary work. What do you mean? Boundaries. But doesn't that make me like a bad person? They're going to think I'm mean. I don't know how to say no. Don't I have to give them a reason? No. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so grateful for the work that we've been doing on boundaries because like, I'm going to put it out there for the record. I still have loving relationships with my family members because of these boundaries. I'm no longer being looked at as, you know, my little girl, or this is someone who I know for sure is always going to be there for me. And I don't have to show up for her. I can continue to just like walk all over her. And girl, what do you mean by that? Let's give people the details. I think it's important to put some context around this because I think that everybody has their own ish in their life Mm -hmm. where they're not Mm -hmm. setting boundaries. And if that's the Mm -hmm. case, then they're not going to be able to do that in their romantic life. And if they can't do that, they're not going to have a successful romantic life. So what did that look Mm -hmm. like for you? Yeah, it looked like for me something as simple as walking the dogs. Uh, My twin brother and my dad, they both own a dog. And whenever they're out of town, they would usually hire a dog walker. But when I moved back home, the dog walker became me. Mm -hmm. And I remember because I had a call with you at the house where I was dog sitting and where I was like, um, you like doing that? Mm, (laughs) They're cute dogs. No, but like, do you want to do that? Okay. No, I really don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. Like picking up poop. Like that's not my thing. Okay. So why are you doing it? Well, because it's a favor for my dad and my brother and I love them. And this is just what you do because they're family. You do what they ask you to do. And it was hard for me to understand that even though I can love someone, I can still say no, and I can still be loved by that person. Like I had that disconnect for the longest time and continuing to work with you and saying, no, I actually am not able to walk the dogs, period. And leave it at that. I got a lot of pushback because it's been many years that this shit has been happening. Mm -hmm. This isn't the first time I've been walking these dogs. (laughs) So after many weeks of working on the no and standing firm, which is just as important, 
despite the anxiety, despite the fear that comes up, despite the angry, you know, hangups or the manipulation, but mm-hmm. you're supposed to do this. I'm your father. You're just doing this favor for me. My mind is like, yeah, that's true. But grown Dina steps in and says, right. But also you got to do this for you. It's no. That's right. And on the record, y'all, I have not walked the dogs in about a month and a half now. I only walk them when I want to. And I stopped being asked to walk the dogs, which is the biggest win in the boundary work. Because in enforcing the boundaries, standing firm with my no, it also retaught my twin and my father how to treat me Mm -hmm. as an adult. And on top of that, you get to bring that to the dating world as well, right? You get to tell these men, yes, I want this or no, I don't want that. Right. Mm-hmm. Which you have been a total boss with. So <laughs> kudos to you yeah. on that. I know that there are some people out there like this girl's talking about walking a dog. I don't even think that this matters. It matters a shit ton. Yeah. And it matters yeah. because if you are doing things that you do not want to do in any part of your life, you're going to do those things in a relationship. And that means that mm-hmm. you're going to get walked all over. You're going to get controlled and manipulated and you're going to lose yourself. And the work that we're doing, even though it might seem super small, is actually huge. Because if you Mm -hmm. can do that with those relationships, you can do that with any relationship. Weren't you telling me not too long ago in the last session that you had a boundary thing and you were able to advocate for yourself with your best friend of childhood, right? Which not many people were able to do, right? Which I think was like a huge win. Yeah, because of this. Right. So it does translate into other relationships. That's what I'm saying more than anything else. We were talking a little bit about boundaries, but what other changes were you able to notice um, while we were working together? I noticed that dating had become a seamless part of my life. Before you and I were working together, I always looked at dating as this daunting thing that I just don't have time for and it's all consuming. So I just don't bother doing it. And working with you normalized dating. It normalized being able to talk to different men at the same time. That's something I didn't know how to do before you and I met without the feelings of like guilt or the trap of being walked over, of being disrespected. Can I I just stop you there? I'm so (laughs) sorry to interrupt because I have so many women that are like, "Um, I don't think I can do that. I can't talk to multiple men. I can't date multiple men. Can you talk to them being on the other side and actually how it feels to do that? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. It feels like walking on a runway. It's just very easy. One foot in front of the other, sachet away. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. Like, honestly, when... You date so many different men at the same time. It actually gives you self-confidence and self-esteem. And that's why I said it's like walking on the runway because you actually become a bad bitch. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Where you're not waiting to be chosen, you're actually choosing. And that is something that's so important. The other thing about dating multiple men is that you get to learn more about yourself, what you like and what you don't like. You know, Jerry gives me this, but John gives me this. I like this from Jerry and this from John, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So then ultimately you start to understand exactly what you want and what you don't want. Now, obviously we did a lot of different exercises and worksheets and things like that within the program. What was one of your favorite ones or one of the things that was a game changer for you? The game changer for me was write down a list of things that you need from your partner. Then the next column, write down a list of things that you didn't get from childhood. Then that third column, you're going to combine two from the top 10 things that you need from a partner and three from things that you didn't get from childhood from your parents. And those five is going to be the compiled list of what you need to look for that in a healthy relationship that's going to serve you ultimately. Yeah. What did you learn about yourself that you needed in a relationship that maybe you didn't know beforehand? Words of affirmation. I never knew that until I did this exercise because as an actor, you get affirmation and you get praise all the time from classmates, you know, from fellow like friends, girl, you did that in that scene, but you don't realize it until like you're in a dating relationship. We did this worksheet together that I realized I didn't get the words of affirmation from childhood. And this is actually important to me. This is what I need to feel supported and loved outside of what I do professionally. Like I need this in my intimate relationship. I love that. Has anyone else noticed the changes? No one has vocally said they've noticed a change in me, but their actions (laughs) have proven that uh, your girl is here and she is transformed. Yeah. Oh my God. Most definitely. What are you most proud of Dina throughout the coaching program? So I don't know if I ever shared this with you, but typically I've had a pattern in my life where I would start things and I wouldn't finish them. And to do this program with you and to be at the culmination of it now and to see the beautiful progress journey transformation that has taken place because I've been consistent That's what I'm most proud of, my consistency, my ability to show up for myself consistently on a daily basis to see this through. That is amazing. I am so proud of you. I think you have absolutely killed it. And I also want to talk a little bit about how this work that we've done has translated into other parts of your life. Because what I know in working with so many women is that especially when it comes to like the professional realm or the career realm, there's also some leveling up that happens there. So can you speak to some of the benefits that you have seen or received from your professional career that this work has helped you to do? Absolutely. Yeah. Before working with you and doing this work together, I would have major anxiety going into auditions because I was coming from a place of deficit. I was coming from a place of, please choose me. Please choose me. I want to feel worthy if you choose me. Whereas now after working with you, I walk into auditions like, I'll let you know if I choose you. I'm already coming in valued. I'm already coming in talented and dope and loved. And I know that I will add value to your project if you decide to go with me. And if you don't decide to go with me, that's 
truly like you're lost. Like there's no hard feelings. I'm not sad over it. I'm not deprecating myself because of a turned down opportunity. Um, yeah, I just walk in feeling like this gravity, this sense of power, this sense of like, I am the captain of my ship. Like yeah. I get to decide. Yeah. And I just want to let y'all know here, she's a bit humble, but she's booking modeling <laughs> gigs, voiceover gigs, yeah. about to be in some <laughs> film documentary thing. Like yeah. she is really, really killing it. I think it sounds like, like the momentum that you have right now is like on such a great, it's such a great trajectory. So much momentum happening in that part of your life. Uh, yeah. that it's uh, so exciting to see and how everything is kind of building on top of each other. So I just want to congratulate you on that. Thank you. Yeah, it truly so has welcome. been remarkable. I never even thought like these opportunities would come to me either. So it's definitely been like a positive mind shift too. Like we said, what we do in one area of our life, we do in other areas. So when working with you in dating, if we're not expecting the best, then we're not going to get it. Mm -hmm. And same thing in professional. If I'm not expecting these amazing opportunities to come to me, they're not going to come to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so now you're dating and having yeah. fun and talking yeah. with some very promising men. Um, yes. Talk to me about how you're feeling about dating now. Oh, man. Whew. I love dating now, especially because what you just said, I'm dating some amazing men. I'm not dating the men who are unavailable anymore. I'm not dating men who are, are emotionally closed off. That might work for some people, but it just doesn't work for me. So right. just saying that, acknowledging that, dating more so the men that I see myself long term with. That's what's exciting. Yeah. I'm not around here just fucking around. Like right. this is really me showing up and being intentional about who I'm choosing to spend my time with. And these men that I'm choosing to spend my time with, guess what? They're worthy of that time. Yeah. One thing that I want to call out is that you've been quite patient, right? I think it's so easy to settle for some bullshit Right. Mm -hmm. And I think part mm -hmm. of the work is also being patient and staying on your level. Right. Yeah. And waiting for men to meet you where you are instead of going down to where they may be. Right. Part of what you've done so amazingly is being able to see people where they are and make the conscious decision to say, no, I don't want to engage with that. That's not me. Mm -hmm. Peace. All mm -hmm. best wishes to you. It's not for me. Right. Yeah. And, and like have no inner drama about that, right? Just like, mm -hmm. let go, let God in a way. And so I'm just like, yeah. so happy that your patience is paying off. Because I've been telling you for how long, right? It's just at this <laughs> point, it's a matter of just finding men that are where you are now, right? Yep. Tons of men you've met that have been okay, and maybe would have satisfied Dina a year ago, but you're a different woman now. And so it requires yep. a different man, which I think is so exciting that you're finding, right? That you're talking to, yeah. that you're dating. So that's really mm -hmm. cool. Um, okay. So talk to me about anyone, any of the listeners out there that are listening to us chat about your journey. <laughs> what would you tell them, especially the ones that are thinking about doing a consultation call with me or, you know, doing this program? 
I would say if right now you're listening and you still feel nervous, you're starting to get like the butterflies in your gut because maybe there's something that I've said that resonates with you. There's something that Anwar said that you're like, oh, wait, that kind of hits different. Um, I would encourage you to make that call because that part of you is asking to try something new and to release that fear and to start literally a new path, a new journey. And you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to like, I know this is cliche, live your best life, but I am. I'm living my best life and you deserve to live your best life too, girl. So go ahead and get on that call. (laughs) I love it, girl. I love it. Any final words, feelings, thoughts that you want to express before we get off of here and have an amazing weekend? Yes. I was just going to say for those that may be skeptical too, like I was in the beginning, like, I don't know if I'm really going to make a change to be on the end of this journey now. And to see the genuine and authentic growth and change that's happened within, I can tell you, no, it didn't happen overnight. Mm -mm. It didn't happen after one worksheet, but it has happened and it's going to continue to happen. And I say, get on that phone anyways, even if you're skeptical, because your change, your transformation is going to happen. Yeah. I truly believe that. And I want to thank you for sharing your experience as well. One of the things that I think is important to realize is that I think sometimes people think that entering into a dating program is like, okay, like, I'm going to like do something different with my dating life. But (laughs) I, right. And I think that people think about it in the present term, when in reality, we're, we're hitting all different parts of your life and leveling everything up, right? That you're going to be Mm -hmm. able to use now and in the future. That's why when you leave the program, you have all of the tools that you need to be successful in dating and relationships, right? Yep. You have all of that. So I don't worry about you. I know (laughs) you're going to be good. We are going to stay connected. I treat all of my clients like family. It really does y'all. Yeah, I am. I'm very accessible (laughs) to all of my clients because I do truly believe that that's necessary, right? Especially when we have our moments where we're doing really well or we're doing not so well, right? I think it's important to be able to be there. Yeah. It's important to have someone like you in our corner. I think most importantly, someone that you can trust 100% with all of your shit, all of your drama, that's not going to judge you. That's always going to come from a very rational, like outer perspective that's also filled with wisdom and affirmation too, that you're on the right path. You keep going because often as women, we're, we're conditioned to not speak up. We're conditioned to not share our intimate personal life details. And that's how some of us end up in these shitty relationships or working careers that we don't have a passion for because we never had someone in our corner that we could just openly be vulnerable and share hey, these are some of the things I'm going through. These are the interactions I went through today that didn't really feel right. How would you navigate that? Or how should I navigate this to not be in this situation the next time? And that's one of the reasons why I only work with a certain number of clients at a time, because I do think that that personal connection is really important. And I want to make sure that you, you being the client, you being Dina, can be able to get into the habit and pattern of trusting 
and relying on a man and not feeling that that's dangerous or that you owe somebody something because of that, right? Because when you can approach dating and relationships like that, it's going to serve you and you're going to be successful, that you're going to actually achieve your love goals because you're approaching it from a more trusting place. And when you're able to do that, generally the man that's for you is going to be able to feel that there's space for him to be of value to you. Awesome, 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 Dina. Well, girl, I'm not going to hold you. I know you got so much to do. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. (laughs) I am so happy that you uh, are on this podcast and I'm just like so touched with your journey and being able to witness it and partner with you on it. It has been amazing. And I'm so excited for all of the next steps as it pertains to not just your love and relationship life, but your entire life. There's so much ahead of you. I cannot wait. Thank you, Anwar. All right. Bye now. Hey, girl. Thank you so much for listening to the Get Your Guy Coaching Podcast. If you like this episode and want to talk with me personally, please book a free consultation at www.getyourguycoaching.com apply or subscribe and leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Talk soon. Bye.